Hey guys, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley here, and I need to call a quick timeout, a brief timeout, because I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley is Pod listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. The road to WrestleMania has begun. And in this ad-free show's exclusive, Tony and JR sit down to call the action from some of WrestleMania's biggest matches, including the end of The Undertaker's streak. Hard-hitting war. I thought that that Taker kicked out. I was wrong. And maybe that's because of my prejudice that I wanted to see Taker win. Yeah, I, I would have liked to see 22 and 0 as well. But this is a historic moment. It really is in... Not only in WrestleMania history, but in all of pro wrestling, if you think about it. What does everybody want? How about a sit-down exclusive with Al Snow, who discusses a wide range of topics, including his dear friend, Jim Cornette. Jimmy knows and understands his gimmick. Uh, <laughs> and he knows and understands what draws for him. And like any good worker, uh, Jimmy's going to capitalize on it. You know, and, and a lot of what you see is not... Jim Cornette. It's it's an aspect of Jim Cornette, and it's just an aspect that Jimmy's turned the volume up on. Apparently, as the years went on, a lot. (laughs) Ad-free show members recently sat shotgun alongside Kevin Nash for a live watch along of his WWE Championship match against Shawn Michaels at In Your House Seven. Catch the event now on demand. (laughs) Bullet. A year of. A year of brutal matches was too much for the big man. Too much for the big man's shoulders as he reached in. He reached those, continually reached those shoulders into his pockets and came out empty from the amount of money that was paid him. That's just a small taste, a sampling, if you will, of what we have waiting for you with four levels to choose from. Four. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now, right now, at adfreeshows.com. Cassio, and you're listening to. Oh, you didn't know. What it's is the, up, oh, my man? No, D. Oh, you didn't know podcast. I'm man. I'm happier than a pig and poop. You know, we did raw uh, thirty or triple X, mm. as yeah. some uh, some hashtags went went awry, from what I understand. But but uh, yeah. So so been having a great time. I'm excited about today's show though, uh, for more reasons than eleven. Um, so, so you, well, look, uh, there's a, there's a few guests that we could have on here. I feel like they could ham it up and match your quick wit and energy. And our guest today is going to do that. I know that I can feel it. Um, and this is, this is a very fun one. Cause look, first guest that me and you've had on together. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You and Kat's had on a couple guests. I don't remember. 
Uh, apparently, you did. <laughs> like your TNA years, you don't remember <laughs> what happened. Yeah, and this was actually like just in the fiscal year. Right, I it was feel under like. twelve months. Yes, it was under twelve oh, months. Oh Lord, have mercy. Uh, but. We have got uh, a very special guest, and uh, we're going to try to bring you more guests. And we had to we had to start off with a bang today with a guest, man. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, everybody like pitching together because it costs a lot of money to bring this guy in. Like it's not Incredible. he was not doing any favors. I can tell you that much. His rider had like uh, Fiji waters only, uh, green M and M's only, <laughs> and I, I mean it was it was crazy. So look, at, but 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 again. The D'Angelo brothers really pitched in and their mother's house. Hopefully we're going to get that money back to you guys. And I'm just excited. You know what I mean? It's I'm a excited. mortgage. It's made to be paid in payments. There was a few yeah. more payments at the end. You yeah, know? yeah. Look, I can, and I can help you guys. I can put something on it. You know what I mean? Uh, when we get closer to actual eviction dates. If we can, yeah. If we can sell some of those shirts over at uh, <laughs> She's been homeless before. <laughs> She had them. Oh, we knew this that. Is the best, hey, this is the best team money can buy. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. All right. Oh, God. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Follow on social. Interact with us, especially if you have a good time today with our guest. Be sure you get with him on our social media and his social media. Tell him how much of a good time you had, you bunch of skanks. So here we go. <laughs> our first guest as a show here on Oh, You it's Didn't Know. Allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> look, you spoke this into his existence, dog. We talked about him on a past episode. Oh, we you did. said, I'd love to have him on. And boom, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Mojo Raleigh. Mr. Mojo Raleigh. I don't know any of the other words to that door song, but <laughs> that, I love they wrote that about you. Mojo, how are you? I'm great, brother. I'm You're great. You look great. Excited to be on here. I only asked for the green M&Ms because it matches the color of the show. So it was oh, all yes. guys, but I get that. This is great. I, I don't know if you guys invited me or I invited myself from that tweet exchange. but It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Look, I saw you and I were playing with our tweeters at the same time. And I just thought, <laughs> let's touch base. You know what I mean? That's how I feel uh, about it. But hey, Mojo, what's that behind you right there? What jersey is that? Oh, well, this is a fun one. This is my... Last jersey I played a college football game in. This was at the University of Maryland. Oh, this one holds a special place in my heart for kind of the wrong reasons. Um, Good. Those are the best kind. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're sitting here and our team's doing great. We're four and zero against ranked teams that season. Uh, best record of anyone in the country against ranked teams. And then we just completely choke at the end of the year. Oh. And we go from playing in the Orange Bowl, the, or at least the conference championship, to getting dropped down to the roadies, truck stop, humanitarian bowl, <laughs> Boise, Idaho. It was brutal, man. What was the name of the truck stop? Roadies. Roadies. <laughs> the roadies. <laughs> destiny, baby. I, I would have preferred if it was your bowl yeah, game. Yeah, if it was my truck stop. I should actually look into that. That's probably uh, storage units and truck stops, I, I think, are the way to go. Maybe in your um, heyday you bought a franchise and didn't know it. <laughs> you made some purchases you forgot about. We'll I, probably, I probably did do that. Um, hey, so, so 
what and where did you play you where let's i want to start uh from the get-go with you dude now i know we both like to stay hype so we don't have to get hype but what i want to know is look you and i work together a ton and i feel like we're friends but we didn't ever go out and i didn't ever ask you about your childhood or anything like i what is what what's what's the deal? Tell me your story. Tell me the backstory of Mojo Rowley, and and take as much time as you want to. We're gonna sell some uh, erection pills and uh, <laughs> nut, nut shavers here in a little while. <laughs> I hope you sell them things. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Grew up in uh, Alexandria, Virginia, so right outside of D.C. That was five minutes away, and I actually went to the high school. From the movie Remember the Titans, DC oh, Williams. That's so oh, cool. Wow. <laughs> that is really cool. Wait, true or it, false? You were the Pat McAfee of TC Williams. I did punt there, so we got <laughs> that. I kicked some too, so Wow. Yeah, Wait, that, is, that is so cool. Dog, he's claiming he just kicked there. I'm I'm hearing all time state record, school record for punting. I did have the all-time uh, long punt, the 76 yards, actually. Wow. Dog, how about that leg? Yeah. Dude, it was kind of a rookie of the year situation. I missed uh, a game or two that year because pile-up fell on the side of my knee, and I you know, sprained my MCL. And I don't know what happened while I was away, but when I came back, I was just punting bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing changed other than I hurt my knee and it healed. And I was yeah. Like, Banging him, it was ridiculous. I didn't. I love it. Well, what's I? I wonder if McAfee ever kicked a seventy-six yarder. We're gonna have to call him. I don't know know about that. I will text (laughs) him. Um, Uh, That's great. So, so so, you're crushing it at high school, and of course, we see you go. You end up at Maryland, of course. Uh, Are you from a family of athletes? You got. I know you got a big family. If you're watching on YouTube, there's a photo where he's about to eat somebody's lunch. Yeah. That was that was the only sack of the game at Clemson and Death Valley. Put him out. Is that, that right? Yes, sir. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, Are you hey, from a family of athletes? Yeah. My dad played soccer. My mom did track, but uh, my my dad played pro overseas for a bit, but uh, not nothing too crazy. He transitioned out of that pretty quick, and yeah. Other than that, we kind of just found our own uh, niche in football and wrestling. So, so you said you were from uh, Alexandria. Um, I, I I forget the name of it too because I, I was stationed when I was eighteen. I got stationed in DC um, for four years. I was there, and oh. and I forget where we had an apartment on the other side of uh, Arlington. Probably it might have been Arlington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Arlington, and I did march at Arlington and all that stuff. But yeah, that's so cool. You grew up around there because that was the first time I'd ever been out of stinking Florida. So it was <laughs> it was it was cool to me. But but uh. So, so in your family, we were athletes. So what, after the, uh, after the Terps, what, what happened then? What, how'd that go down? Yeah. So, um, I actually transferred into Maryland after being at a small school for a couple of years. Um, but then, yeah, after, after Maryland gearing up for the draft, ended up tearing my hamstring and, uh, in training, you've heard that story 10,000 times, uh, but plummeted the old draft stock. So I, I got a, uh, a tryout opportunity with with Green Bay where they're bringing in 30 guys and they're only keeping three at the wow. at the end of the camp so I was determined to do whatever I had to do to figure that situation out and it just was mojo out there yelling and screaming and not getting tired and running all over the place and asking for more and all that and 
eventually played long enough. They, they gave me a spot. Um, didn't stick around there too long because they wanted me to gain like 40 pounds to become a nose guard. And I was already oh. 300, so <laughs> didn't have that in me. Couldn't get to that point. <laughs> So, so what, Hey, so, so look, I don't know how that works, but like, so, so they, they want you to gain the weight. They tell you to gain the weight. Do you tell them no, or do you try or what, how does that work? Um, I, I mean, I told them I probably couldn't get to that weight anytime yeah. soon. Uh, it was always hard for me to put on weight cause I did so much cardio. I thought I was going there to play defensive end, but I, <laughs> you'll be shocked by this after being, especially my coach for so long in wrestling, but. <laughs> I've never been a technique or a finesse guy ever. <laughs> yeah. And that's what that guy needs to be, right? Yeah. And, but look, to, 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 it's so weird that, that, that there's even a distinction between elite athletes. Like, you, I've seen you in action, and I know you're an elite athlete. And then to hear you talk about, oh, I'm not that, I don't have that. You know what I mean? And it's just, it makes me think the guy who's not athletic at all, like, wow, there's such, like an onion, there's such levels to this, to this athleticism. <laughs> so, so that you didn't do that. So do you, so within, so how old were you then? Shoot, at this time, probably twenty-one. Wow! Wow! And you and you like and that. you and so you you were on the on the team for Green Bay at twenty-one. I was there for about four or five months, so I okay. wasn't there anything crazy long. Uh, but but you were in one of the three out of the thirty, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. That's what I gathered from your story. But look, was that's that's what I think is so great about you, Mojo. And I don't know that people know, and maybe they do, and maybe they're getting to know. The energy you bring is not forced or or faux energy. It's an organic, real thing about you, and you just bring that that energy, and you and you carry that with you all the time. And when you talk about you being the first one at the PC and, and the last one there and all that, that ain't bull crap. That's you. That's who you are. And that's how you are. And, and I think people are getting to know that now. And then it's, then it comes from a place of respect, whether they like you as a professional wrestler or not, uh, is neither here nor there, because then it becomes like this dude's a friggin' workhorse. Uh, and he's willing to pull his weight and, and yours too, if you're not willing, you know what I mean? Like it's, it becomes a thing about, Oh, well, you got to respect the, the drive. You got to respect that he's, he's in the grind and, and I'm damn sure not. So, so I've always <laughs> respected the heck out of you, man, for your work ethic and your attitude. And uh, so, so again, I appreciate you, you coming on here because I probably know that you're in between uh, the, treadmill and the <laughs> goddamn stairmaster or something. <laughs> so where, where'd you go to your 21 years old? Holy crap. You're just now legal to drink and you're, and you're on the green Bay Packers. And so, but you're, but you're now you're off of there. And are you still in a, in a system like, like, and I related to, to Cardinals, in, right? Yeah. So I, I got released from green Bay after that, uh, trying to figure out that situation I had a feeling it was going to be a matter of time because, before I got picked up because I, I really did play well at Green Bay, and I led the D-line in tackles and, and plays for uh, the preseason, and I, I had some really good tape out there. So I was like, I know I'm going to get picked up, but sat at home the rest of the entire regular season, and when I didn't get picked back up, man, I was like, you know what, this is it. I'm not going to be one of these guys that five, ten years down the line is – you know, trying to scrape together a living, holding on for, for this shot that 
You know, yeah. if, it didn't, if I didn't get bit, get picked back up, then whatever. So I actually signed a contract to go work at Merrill Lynch because I had uh, interned there all through grade school and, you know, even middle school. And yeah. uh, right, I signed the contract and I was supposed to start on a Monday. That Friday, a few days before then, the Cardinals called and offered me a spot right wow. after they got uh, – eliminated in the playoffs. Look at that guy. So, hey, what I don't know if you can see that or not, Bojo, but what is what do you weigh there? Right there, I'm probably about 315, 320. So wow. I put on about 20, 25 from when I was at Green Bay. And that was part of it too, was sat at home the entire year, couldn't get a call back. The second I put on that weight that, you know, Green Bay wanted on me, <laughs> here's the callback. So, yeah, to somebody else. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. But but look, that's the way that's the way it works, right? Is that's the it, it all works exactly the way it's supposed to work and, and we all do exactly what we're supposed to, whether we want to or not. But uh but that's that's awesome. So now you're there and are you on the starting team? Are you on a practice squad? Like how does that work? And and I'm I'm asking because I'm ignorant uh, of the I don't mean I'm ignorant of everything just of just of the okay thanks cassio uh but (laughs) just just of the way this all works so so you go there are you on are you in right away so i um i signed the day after their season ended so this would have been january of that year so we had a long ways to go before camp so i did all of off-season training with the team uh fun story there is my my first day of off-season training I go in and, you know, like I'm a nobody in the league and we, we have like a bench press competition on day one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was like 315 for as many reps as you could do. And coming in as a nobody, I went in and I put up the most reps of anyone on the team. <laughs> so the strength coach comes out and they, they, this was right up my alley because they train, they train crazy hard there yeah. in the weight room. Some teams not so much, which, you know, for me, took away one opportunity to prove myself. So I always hated that. But yep. the strength coach comes out and he's like, Matati, what what the hell is that? What, what is that, Arab? He's like, like the Iron Sheik. I'm going to call you Sheik. You're Sheik from now on. I was like, hell, the Sheik nickname at the Cardinals. Yes. So not one person on that team. Because I got this nickname day one. Yeah. Knew what my real name was. Oh, yeah. That was it. Nobody knew. Uh, Chic. Let me let me bring it up here since uh, this is part of the He'll humble the quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) And Rogers, I'll break your back. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Let's take a pause. I know. Let's catch our breath. Mojo is bringing it, son. And if you want to be bringing it at home, you need to check out our friends at Blue Chew. We all know that guys that confidence can take you far in life, guys. That's especially true in the bedroom and especially when it's time to step up to the plate. And that's where our friends Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients 
as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or just be ready whenever that opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you're going to receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. No visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy worried about who you might see. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, baby. They're prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Blue Chew, this is how you can get your mojo back for real. They say first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? That's right. It's Valentine's. It's getting there. It's that time. Maybe spring is in the air. That means love is in the air. Maybe you're in a new relationship. Maybe you want to give her that lasting impression. You need to visit our friends over at Blue Chew, and they have got a deal for you. Go to bluechew.com and use that promo code DOG, and you're going to receive your first month free. I'm going to tell you all about that in just a second. But also, while we're here, we want to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the show. A lot of you interact with us. A lot of us say, hey, how can we support the show? One of those things you can do is support our advertisers. They clearly want Oh You Didn't Know listeners to try their products. That's why they're advertising with us here at Oh You Didn't Know. And look, it's real simple because we've got a deal for you to get in and try the game real easy and inexpensive. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DOGG at checkout. You just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code D-O-G-G. You're going to receive your first month free. So visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. If you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. Have better sex. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, uh, you got on the squad then you got uh you got WWE superstar Baron Corbin in the house. Uh look at that guy. Look at that dude. Uh, did you have any inter- interactions with him when you were there? Yeah, man. Uh we actually went against each other quite frequently. Really? Some, some tape floating around there about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's awesome. For sure. Hey, uh does he get hot he gets hot about it? About if if that we talk about that? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I mean, Baron, Baron, <laughs> Dang it. My way of making my reputation and my way onto that team. And, and Baron had the same and his was to pretty much fight everybody. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Well, he's not one to go against. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 my, I will not say what I was going to say to him. After having this conversation. <laughs> no, definitely still say what you're doing. I okay. want to know who got the best. If we, if that tape services, who's got it? That's what I was wondering, like if that tape showed something, exposed somebody or not. I'll, I'll, send, I'll send you a link. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That tells so, me the record so, if we're getting the link, if he's putting it out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. If he's sharing it. Um, man, that is so... And I can't believe I've never asked you about, about this stuff because it's so interesting to me. So how... You're, you're with them and you're still 21? At this point, yeah, I think I'm probably about 22. 22 here, now? I want to say. Oh, my word. Did you have a, uh, 
an agent? Was your dad? You know what I mean? Like, did you yeah. have somebody? Because look, I'm 53. I still don't have a frigging clue. And if it wasn't my, for my wife, I don't know if I have a dollar bill. Uh, <laughs> but, but thank God for her. But but so you had you had a person. Yeah, I, I, I had an agent. I signed with them um, just out of college, and you know Man. they're they're doing their things, trying to trying to shop you around. Yeah, tricky. But you know, I learned then too best person to promote you is yourself you. So you yeah, be yeah, out yeah. There and getting your tape and putting it together and making phone calls and blowing up the coaches and doing everything you can to just get a tryout and your foot in the door because for me you know like that's how it was in college and high school was always kind of like last recruited guy so I, I just as long as i get an opportunity i can't ask for anything past that if i get there and i'm not good enough or i don't get it done or you know if I don't work hard enough or whatever it might be, it's on me, but shoot, yeah. you got to fight for at least that opportunity. Yeah. So and you, you, you always have dude. And you've always done it with a smile on your face. It's impressive to see the kind of motivation that you, you not only have, but you inspire and other people. And so that's where, so, so you're 22 now you're playing pro football. Are you, are you a millionaire? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 I, again, I'm ignorant to the, I don't watch, uh, sports center uh and uh, but i do watch college football i don't like watch pro football anymore. <laughs> but uh but h- how does that work do you, what are you making 250 a year you make it 500 a year so back then so since i got into green bay i'll back it up one year on a tryout no signing bonus rookie minimum at the time that was three hundred and ten thousand. the okay. thing to note about that though is that is only paid in uh, equally divisible uh, paychecks throughout the regular season. So if you get cut before before week one of the regular season, like I did, yeah, you only get off season pay. And when I was in Green Bay, they paid more than, to my knowledge, any other team in the entire league for your off season pay. And I still only made 30 grand with it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So you gotta, you gotta earn your keep. That's for sure. <laughs> but uh, that's what you said about giving you an opportunity, man. And that's what uh, you also mentioned about having the, you know, if, if they don't work hard in the, in the gym, then that's, that's taking an opportunity for you to shine away because man, you do, you work harder than anybody and, and you just, you just do. And, now that I hear you talk like that, I see that that's just the way you live your life. You know what I mean? Like, and you, and I appreciate the attitude because you said, if I didn't work hard enough, that's on me. If I didn't do something like, man, mm-hmm. where is that attitude gone? I think you were the last, you might've been the last dragon. You are the last dragon. <laughs> what you got to yeah. deal with mojo you're going to deal with a lot of songs yeah a lot of singing a lot of random oh, song singing hey um, you're, you're walking around you're, you're dominating in high school you're doing your thing now in college now you're getting to the nfls was there ever a moment was there ever that nfl moment where you're like all right we got some grown men up in here today uh did you get that one bell ringer did you get that one-on-one action was there a moment where you're like all right i'm in the nfl um yeah okay i know okay so College football prepared me so much for, for the NFL because at Maryland, oh, my God, that was brutal. We had rate, we were rated the number one hardest football camp in the country. And when I got there, 13 of the 15 O-linemen in the first three strings all went to the NFL. So everybody wow. was ass kicker. They put up the best numbers at the combine every year. 
And our coach tried to kill us every single day. So by the time I got to the league physically, I was like, this is no problem. Like I am prepared for this. Now I'm also like 30 pounds heavier than I was that season. I got cut in green Bay the whole season. I was home. I did nothing but lift and get bigger and train. So by the time I got to Arizona physically, I had, no problems whatsoever. And I was like putting up the highest numbers on the team in the weight room. But I will say my, my big moment that, uh, that you're talking about right now came my first ever play in, um, in Lambeau field playing for the Packers. And this was more of a mental thing. This was also more of a, uh, a dumb rookie thing, but I've never really been one to get like, too starstruck by things. I usually try to stay pretty grounded. And I went out there for my first play in Lambeau. And I don't know, the quarterback called a few audibles. Bottom line is I, I felt like I was in my stand forever. <laughs> and I saw just a little shimmer of light up in the stadium. And it caught my eye. And, I, and that's when everything just hit me like, holy crap, this is your first play ever. <laughs> on an NFL field in Lambeau, Lambeau. playing for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> this is, and before I can even this is awesome, they snapped the ball. It was a screen pass. So the, the old lineman, they usually just hold you for a second and let yeah. you go. I'm looking up here. Freaking guy just grabs me in my pants and pulls me right down <laughs> to my face. I was like, damn it! <laughs> Welcome to the NFL. Dude, exactly. Yeah. I run to the sideline after that series. I think I like, thank God I made like the tackle a play or two later. But uh, my coach, they have like these little, this notebook with little screenshots tick, 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 of like eight pages of oh, no. one play for the one second. Yeah. And he's flipping through and he's like, what happened here? And I was like, not going to lie, coach. Got a little starstruck out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it happens, all, right? All the veterans, the coach, everybody busts out laughing. Somebody, I don't remember who, goes, dumb rookie. <laughs> <laughs> dumb yeah. rookie. Yeah, but that's they were all dumb rookies at one time. Say, and everybody had that moment. They've yeah. had that moment, and that's why they can laugh now. You're allowed to because you've been there. Um, but I ain't allowed to because I ain't been there. <laughs> Um, that's friggin' awesome. Uh, so, so when you go to green Bay, do you have an apartment? Do you have to get an apartment? Is that on you? Is that on the team? And I'm asking stupid questions, but like, I'm thinking of people coming to NXT and, and starting at NXT and they have, they're asked to move there and they're asked to, you know what I mean? Or they, and they're asked to rent an apartment and stuff. So I, I'm just kind of trying to figure that part out. So it varies by the franchise and okay. I have, Two completely opposite stories here from Green Bay in Arizona, which I, I actually love. I'm glad. Good. So Green Bay treated everybody incredible. Like they always say Green Bay is the place you want to finish your career, then start it because they treat you so well. So, yeah, I only made $30,000 in the offseason. Um, again, that was more than anybody else I knew of was making. But yeah. They paid for your hotel rooms. You were paired up with another player. So I was actually paired up with um, another undrafted player, a center, Evan Dietrich Smith, who actually went on to make the team and start for many years. But uh, they paid for your transportation. They paid for your food. 
they gave you everything. They give you uh, little gift cards to every restaurant in the city. <laughs> if you wanted uh -huh. to go out partying, they would have one of the assistants get a shuttle, drive you there, stay there as your security to make sure no one bothered you, and then drive you home. Like, wow. it, was, yeah. it was so nice, and the facilities were second to none. So then... <laughs> like I said, you you want to finish there. I go to Arizona for my next year. <laughs> we were paid, I think, $110 a day, maybe $120, only for days that you practiced. So there was weeks where I was making like 360 bucks for the whole week, you oh, know? Gosh. But that's, that's what I'm forced to live off of after yeah. just making $30,000 and having... 150 grand in student debt like i <laughs> was broke as hell they didn't pay for a hotel transportation wow. food nothing so i ended up shopping extensively to find the cheapest place i could find and i ended up catching a um extended stay i want to say that was fairly close to the um the team facility because i also had to ship my piece of crap uh broken down hyundai elantra i should have gotten a new car 10 years ago but didn't couldn't afford it and this place was so disgusting the carpets were supposed to be gray but they were black so uh. if i was barefoot and this whole place was the size of like one closet it felt. <laughs> if i took five steps from my bed to the front door no exaggeration my feet were completely black, <laughs> black. oh god <laughs> yeah that's you're living there and you got to wear flip-flops in the shower you know <laughs> where you have to wear flip-flops in bed living in that place man. It was gross. i actually I, i'll say this though i actually they they offered they saw how bad it was they offered to move me into a different room and <laughs> no i wanted to stay there because I hated that place so much. It was so gross. I knew if I stayed in there long enough, I'd get sick for sure. So I knew that if I was living there, I would never want to be there. And I would stay at the team facility all day, every, nice. every day, whether I liked it or not. And it yeah. would force me to take advantage of every second. Because for me, I was lucky to have a second chance in the league and signing with Arizona. There was yeah. no chance if anything went wrong there. It was going to be because anything I was doing, no. And way. so, so what you had, and you said you signed with uh, Merrill Lynch. What, what? Uh, you you have a couple of degrees, I see there. What, what, what? Just talk to me about them. They named the dean's list after him at Maryland, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The dean's that's, that's right. That's right. All that's American right. academic dog in ten oh eight from a man dean here. There we Is go, that, baby. Yeah. So talk to me about your education. Uh, yeah, so I was lucky enough to have an aunt that worked at Morgan Stanley um, as a branch manager when I was 11. So after schools and in you know during the summers and whatnot around like practices and sports and whatnot, I'd just go intern for her there and I'd sit in on meetings and I'm making copies and you know, <laughs> making copies. <laughs> yeah, the, the real hard hitting stuff. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> But it was cool because like being able to sit in on meetings and just listen and see how things operated there, you know, you become accustomed. You're, you're ready for it later, you know, probably no different than when a, 
you know, if your your parent is a you know WWE wrestler and you grew up watching the show, <laughs> being there, yeah, you probably didn't know what was going on, but you at least know what it's like back there, how people act and and whatnot. So it yep. gives you a leg up forward. So um, just kind of kept with that. My parents were were pretty strict academically, and um, you know that was always academics kind of incentivized football coaches to recruit me because that kind of went to our earlier point was if you're not going to recruit me for my on-field play or whatever that situation is, I want to be, I want to have all the weight room records. I want to have all the back <laughs> records. I want to have the highest GPA on the team. I want to have all the superlatives outside of, of the field on my side so that you give me a shot just because of that. Like if yeah. I have highest GPA on the team, you, you might just keep me on the squad because I'm I'm increasing the team average. <laughs> the average, yeah. I'll take that too, right? Yeah, I'll take um, that team GPA boost, baby. But so yeah. here's what's here's what's so cool to me about you, and, and and I'm dead serious. Like you have those aspirations, like I'm gonna be the best here, I'm gonna be the best there, I'm gonna be the best. But you're not uh arrogant or cocky and you've and you've been the best of everything that you've tried to do too by the way and not, not everybody makes it to the nfl not everybody makes it to the wwe you, you've been to the pinnacle of everything you've tried up until this point so it's weird to me that you're not cocky <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's just me being honest and me going like you're, you're a real humble dude who's hard working and outgoing and all this everything I, I, it's and you're and you and you are the top. Uh, you're a one percenter when it comes to to the work ethic and all that. Like not everybody has that, but yet you're just a humble dude who's. And I don't know. I don't know. That's that that is attractive to me. Um, and so that we talked about this earlier. I'm coming out right now. You're attractive. To me. <laughs> no, I'm just. I, I, I it is attractive to me. The the how you, how hard you, your work ethic and how hard you're willing to go to to be number one. And like holy crap, I I wish I would have had just uh, half of that in me. I just wanted to be number one at being the most high. <laughs> and then I think I won a couple times. I'm not sure. <laughs> he won a couple times. Cassio. Hey. So, so you you studied up on him. What? Where did he go after after uh, the well, cards? Before, before we get out, because we're 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 getting the end of the Cardinals time. Okay, okay, um, my bad. Before we get out of the the football realm, and and now you transition into being a superstar. Everybody, of course, knows you're close friends with the Gronkowski family. Uh, I know some of the Gronks uh, went to uh, Maryland with you. <laughs> you're of course friends with Rob and that entire family. And by the way. I mean, well, let me just ask. Friends in high school, is that where you guys start kicking it? College, actually. College, so, okay. Yeah, at Maryland, Dan and Chris uh, were a tight end and a fullback for us, and Dan became uh, one of my best friends on the team there. So that that's where that whole venture started. <laughs> well, that's all a- of the Gronks seem like they match your energy, just ready to go, and we're hype, and let's do everything we got to do at max. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that situation made sense, and that's kind of a funny <laughs> thing too. Because when I when I played football, like I was a very similar guy to, you know, to how I am now and how I was in WWE. But there was there wasn't Mojo yet. It was still Dean back then, and Dean was the guy that, you know, yes, he spent all the hours at the facility and and all these things, but. Dean didn't party. Dean went home at the end of practice and slept as much as he could and studied as much as he could and 
you know, film and all of these things and was, you know, on that side at all times. Couldn't get him to go to a party. Couldn't get him to have a sip of alcohol. Like none of this stuff. So when I met, when I met Dan, I thought Dan was like a crazy guy, you know, like I thought Dan Gronk was one of the crazier people that I ever had ever met. And if you know, all five brothers, you know that he's a church mouse compared to the rest of these guys like that. Dan is the only normal human being in the entire family. And the rest are maniacs. Dan is the one that keeps everybody else in line. To me, at that time, I thought he was crazy. Yeah. Which is funny because you fast forward later, I was the craziest of the two, you know? <laughs> Let's take a moment real quick to tell you about our friends over at Jimmy's Famous Seafood. They are the bomb.com. Actually, they're Jimmy's Famous Seafood.com. And right now, you can get them to ship food nationwide to your door. Free two-day nationwide shipping on orders of over $125, excluding the steamed crabs and fresh items. Of course, use the promo code D-O-G-G. They've got the crab cakes, the soups, the chowders, the oysters, the signature steaks, plus desserts and gluten-free items. And when I say they've got gluten-free items, if that's the thing in your life, because it's very important to me, my wife, Big Booty Judy, is gluten-free, you can get an entire gluten-free box. Yeah, you're going to get gluten-free Maryland crab cakes uh, using a blend of those colossal and jumbo lump and regular lump fresh crab meat Maryland style. You get two bowls of the Maryland style crab soup. You get a half pint of the thick creamy crab dip prepared with a little cheddar jack, shredded cheese, fresh lump crab meat, and a little little dust of Old Bay, of course, on everything. And you get a container of the bay sauce. That all comes in their big gluten-free box. Or how about the famous party bundle? Yeah, having people over to your house this is perfect for entertaining. Uh, you've got all the seafood favorites, and you can feed the entire crowd. 12 crab balls, six mini lobster tails, the 16-ounce crab dip, six mini stuffed shrimp, and two order of jackpots. That's right, the six Rockefeller oysters and the six clams casino. They've got all the boxes, packages ready for you to go. They've got Baltimore in a box. The diners, drive-ins, and dives box. The tailgate bundle. The date night in a box. And a crab lover's specialty box. Just for you crab lovers. And we know you're there. That's why you're ordering Jimmy's Famous Seafood. So if you want in on this again, go to jimmysfamousseafood.com. They'll ship it nationwide right to your door. Free two-day nationwide shipping on orders of over $125, excluding steamed crabs and fresh items. All you got to do is use that promo code DOG. That's D-O-G-G. Over 40 years in a business, been featured everywhere on television. It's a staple when all the wrestlers go to Baltimore, and now you can have it shipped right to your front door. Jimmy'sFamousSeafood.com, promo code D-O-G-G. <laughs> Man, I, I I remember Gronk came and did the the mania, and I met him because of you. I got the opportunity to meet him, and my kids like I was so over with my kids for for that, but like he's. Man, he's a big dude. Like you don't realize how how big a guy he is. He's 
he looked like he was six inches taller than me and I'm six four and I don't know how tall he is, but standing next to him, like he's a huge dude, man. I, you just, I don't know. You, you don't realize it seeing him out there on the football field, what a big duty is, but you, you and him are two peas in a pod, man. Like if it's, if, and it's right out of central casting too, by the way, of, uh, of the party partying jocks and the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, head butting each other. And I go, and it was just so funny just seeing you guys interact and that would have come out every now and then. Uh, it was so cool. Like I wanted to be one of you, but I'm the, wasn't a cool athlete. I just watched from a distance as a tear rolled down my cheek. <laughs> the reason I started like going out and partying and that whole mojo persona came out because I was looking at him and five brothers who all played pro ball, four in the NFL, one in the MLB. And I'm like, how do these guys party as frequently and as hard as they do? And they all are incredible athletes, you know, especially Rob that, you know, broke all the tight end records and you know, going out with them those first few times, I immediately understood it. Because I, I was sitting back and I was kind of like trying to figure this out. The, as hard as they dance, it is the biggest cardio workout I've probably <laughs> ever had. So yeah. when I started like getting after it and like partying with them, when I showed up to the PC for my first week of training when I signed with NXT... They couldn't blow me up. I was like, oh, everyone else is dead. I was like, man, I'm, I'm ready to go. And they're like, how'd you prepare for this? And I was like, well, I just did six days in Vegas last week. <laughs> with, but with with the family Gronk. <laughs> yeah. we're oh, that's great. We get up on a dance floor, the whole club, the whole concert's watching you. So you really got to be throwing it. And then we were all single, so there's pretty girls in the audience. So we really changed the card because you don't want to see in that. And then, like, yeah, it's just it was Oh, I love it. At all times. So I've never been more winded in my life. I was you, needed, you needed drinks just to hydrate, not even yeah. to get drunk, just to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's so awesome because i can envision that too and i'm just like look at those guys up there man i wish i was one of those guys I was, I, I, i'd like to probably twist my ankle getting up there <laughs> a lot of that too but the show must go on amen amen so so gronkowski we're now we're a millionaire in in arizona no yeah yeah Arizona broke and this is what sucks so um, I'm so hyped about my position in Arizona for the first time in my entire football career I I was in an aggressive system where I didn't have to like sit back and hold up blockers to let the linebackers roam free they wanted us shooting gaps they wanted us making plays I was begging my whole career for this opportunity because I played very fast and you know I was built to, to be able to shoot gaps and make plays, hold it yeah. up. Those big blockers, that that was not that was not my game. So I was thrilled for that. So I like uh show up to training camp that year and I killed myself that summer. Like, oh my God. I, one of the hardest I've ever trained myself in my life. And that ended up being a bad thing because I ended up getting hurt right away in camp. Oh. And that was every injury I ever had. It never came from a football game or a wrestling match. It was always training at home or in the gym with the team from like pushing it too hard. Yeah. And 
that um was a that sucked because i i hurt my calf we did the whole shoot it up and try to keep playing through it kind of thing and it made it worse and my calf tore off the back of my leg and oh. opened up in the back of my knee you could literally put your whole fist in oh. my leg where my calf used to be and oh. that was that so i was out that one took me they said it was career ending but it took me 18 months to come back from that one, which, as you know, oh, man, God. that's an eternity starting over. I, right I, look, if I had calves, I can't even imagine that pain. But I don't have, like, there were something happened in the hotel or calf rustlers came in the hotel room. I don't know what happened. But the bottom half of my legs are suing the upper half for non-support or something like that. I don't know the, I don't know the story, how the joke goes. But holy crap. So now are you... Do you get paid because you're hurt or do you get cut because you're hurt or how does that work? So this was a bit of a um, unfortunate situation. So it was a different regime back then. So I'll go ahead and say that. I know they do things differently now, but I ended up getting cut back then. And they said, we know you're going to file a grievance with the players union and to come after your money, but this is how we're handling things right now, and you're cut. So oh. I am sent home without a dime, no insurance or, you know, support to, to pay for doctor's bills, and I had to figure that out. The problem also was I got the players' union on my side to kind of handle this injury situation for me. That That's what they do. Yeah. But that was the year of the NFL lockout. So the players union uh, banded. I had to start my whole case over with outside job, but he had to teach himself the inner workings of the NFL. So long story short, it took me four and a half years to get my IR, my injured reserve settlement uh, from the team. So that was me going back home. I was I couldn't walk for four months because the injury was that bad. I was in a boot forever trying to figure out what to do next if I was going to be able to come back. I went back and I finished my, my master's at Maryland because I had like um, half, a, half, or like, yeah, half the degree, one year left on the program. So that at least kept me busy for a bit. And I could go back to University of Maryland to do my rehab with the team. Uh, they were great about that, which saved me, by yeah. the way. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, man. Props eight, to them for that. Like yeah, that. because that keeps your brain going. You know what I mean? That keeps you yeah. from fi fi finding that dark place yeah. uh, so that sitting on the couch will take you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank God for them. And so then you're, you're, you're rehabbing again there. Was it yeah, 2010, so I, 2011? I got hurt in 2010. This takes us probably – beginning of 2012 end of 2011 or something like that and uh finally got i actually signed a contract to go work for merrill lynch again and then again <laughs> had to pull out on them which was kind of funny uh they were very great about that luckily because they could have enforced that contract yeah this would have happened twice they could have done that actually but uh yeah the doctor i meet with the doctor and he he tells me, you know, you're you're not there yet, but you you're gonna recover from this. So everything right then, man, I, the hype that I had leaving that doctor's office was was something else. So I started training my ass off again, get ready to make another run at football. 
and then I was hanging out with uh, the Gronkowski family, and I had an offer, I think, from the Jets and the Raiders at this time. Um, but I was hanging out with the Gronks, and their dad was college roommates with Mike Rotunda at Syracuse. <laughs> Syracuse. What a small world. At Syracuse. So we're sitting there watching uh, watching wrestling. I don't know if it was Raw or SmackDown. I can't remember which show it was. But uh, they were all like, you know, at this point, Mojo was a thing now. Mojo was a personality during that 18 months off, you know, like, I was single for the first time ever. I wasn't under contract or playing for somebody for the first time ever. So part of me was like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to have Like, what? I got no reason not to right now. I can't do anything. So I'm partying with these guys. Mojo is, is being born in Las Vegas and Miami and all these other crazy places. And, you know, eventually, yeah, we're sitting on the couch watching wrestling. And one of the brothers goes, Mojo, you need to be a wrestler. And I was like, hell yeah, that would be that would be awesome. <laughs> and I was a huge fan as a kid, you know? So, like, my dad, my brother, every single week, every single show, when I was young, I didn't even know there was a difference between WWE and WCW. I just thought it was like, you know, uh, Washington Commanders now and Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. In the same league, you know? I didn't know it was a thing. So, uh you know, a huge fan as a kid, they brought it up and I was, hell yeah, I would love to do that. But this is a stupid conversation because how the hell am I going to get there? Like, I don't know anybody. Y'all don't know anybody. Like, you don't just come in off the street and appear on, on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> like, I don't know the process of how that works. And I'm probably too old at this point. And then the, the dad, you know, Mr. Grunt turns around and was like, I'll make a call tomorrow morning. We can we can probably get you a tryout. Now, <laughs> yeah. Explain the whole situation. Mike Rotunda brought us into a uh, a live event in Buffalo, and we had a conversation there. And I was like, man, I, I'm in. Like, if you guys want me, screw football. I'm done with football, and I will gladly start over here. Um, so yeah, man, they they brought me in on like a little tryout. It was really just meet Regal, see the show backstage at Raw when they were in D.C., which was a couple weeks later. It was very convenient that that was, that was at my home arena. Like, <laughs> almost like it was meant to be, I guess. But met Regal. They, you know, made me the offer to, to come down to FCW at the time when NXT was just getting going. And, yeah, man, I freaking told Merrill Lynch, see you later again. And then I <laughs> told my agent from football, I was like, you know, I'm going to do something else now. I, I think, uh, I think this, this new thing makes sense. And I was talking to a couple of my football buddies about it. And a couple of them really thought it was a mistake, you know, like they yeah. were like, you know, nothing against wrestling, but it's like, dude, you played football your whole life. You studied business your whole life. You either go back to football and make a team. And now you make your millions or you go to Merrill Lynch and you make your millions there where that's, a guaranteed because it's finance and that situation was very promising too but uh starting out and something that you only knew of as a fan and had no direct expertise or knowledge of man that was that was a gamble and especially then too the the salaries back then were lighter than they are now and i had already had my 150k in debt and hadn't made any money <laughs> yet and it was like 
brutal. But once I got that offer, man, it was a freaking no brainer for me. Um, I was losing a thousand dollars a month to be there in the beginning because I paid down all the expenses and the loans and whatnot. But yeah, I was thrilled at that opportunity, wanted to do it so bad, thought I could, you know, be good at it. I thought I could make it. You know, that was also maybe it was ignorance at the time of how difficult it would be, but also like the competitive side of you as an athlete's like, dude, you can figure this out. Like, yeah they'll have a leg up on you because they they're experienced but you'll figure it out for sure well and you look you did figure it out too and you'd figured it out so much so there that you got moved up to the main roster and so so i would imagine you didn't you weren't didn't become a millionaire there either but but (laughs) let's talk let's talk about your we're gonna get to the millionaire i can't wait for it but we're gonna get there but we're gonna get it we're gonna get it (laughs) I swear I hope we are. I'm sorry. <laughs> Set it up this way. <laughs> Bro, he's got he's got that chain around, on his that chain, he's a that chain around yeah, that chain around your neck saying something. So I feel like we're all right. But uh but yeah. <laughs> hey, hey dog, for the record for everybody listening, this is uh, 2012 he comes in, 2016 is when you get to the call up and we'll get there. Dog, where were you in the wrestling business twelve to sixteen? 12 to so I think I just started back with the WWE okay. in 12 I, and and so I think I was a producer uh when Mojo was there it, it, like he said it was just FCW then switched to NXT pretty quickly after that and 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 I worked with with Dean several times you know there and and up at the up at the main roster always been a huge fan uh of just you you know what I mean and always thought uh, I, I, honestly, I think you're more over right now as a wrestler than you were when you were on the main roster because people <laughs> have gotten to know you. People have gotten to know who you are and what you're about. And like I said before, it's a respect thing, man. You earn you earn their respect because they ain't... Look, I'm not willing to work as hard as you are, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back to them corn dogs we were talking about earlier. <laughs> but so now you're... Now you're uh, you're at FCW, and then it turns into NXT. But but so who was your who was your main coach that you that you think you and I, and I don't want you to bury anybody, but like you that you that you really, uh, took you know, under their wing. Yeah, you felt the 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 connection with. When when I first started, it was uh, Bill Demont was coaching, yep. and the staff I believe was Norman Smiley, Joey Mercury, Terry Taylor. Um, uh, Dragon was there and, and Dream was doing, uh, you know, personalities and promos and, you know, helping us create our, our, our gimmicks and whatnot. Um, man, it was, it was a great group. Uh, <laughs> it's a dream team. I mean, when you say, when team. you, exactly. when you go down the names and look at, and I'll say one that you, that you said in there, and I'll scream this from the mountaintops, Joey Mercury is one of the smartest, uh, technically savvy wrestlers and and psychology wise he knows more than than anybody i've ever talked to about wrestling psychology why why to do what and when and where and how and and uh, also he got that way too with the camera angles from a producer standpoint with man such a such you really sat under the learning tree when you when you got trained by joey mercury oh absolutely that he was actually the one coach where you know, when you came in as a, as a new person, like you, you were with Norman. Norman taught you the basics and brought you up. Joey was uh, somewhere on like that uh, more experienced side 
of, of the you know talent spectrum and every here and there we would mix up classes where like you know the the beginning class would go with terry or you know yeah. joey but joey was like the one coach when when i got to be in his class i was like i was the most nervous about it. i was like dude i <laughs> i better bring my a game i better do my homework the night before i better yeah. not screw up because you know he, he would hold you accountable for it too the yeah. one thing I loved about Joey that everyone else hated was he was not scared to do blow up drills. And again, for me, how I've always been, I was like, dude, please blow yeah. us up every day as hard as you can. Cause <laughs> I, this is good for me. This is how I can kind of, you know, carve a name out for myself. Yeah. I, need, I need this. So I kind of wanted to screw up on purpose to ensure that would happen, but I had to defend myself <laughs> in the locker room. So I kind of couldn't. This is like when somebody messes up in football and you got to run yeah. afterwards. And yeah. I'm in Mojo's. Mojo's doing, doing it on it purpose. On purpose. <laughs> God, I would have hated you. Hey, I hate him right now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, look, that's what you did, too. You carved out a niche for yourself. People, people knew that. It was a given. Like, look, hey, this kid here is going to be somebody. This kid here is going to be somebody. And look, I honestly... You are somebody, of course, of course, but but I, I, I it goes back to man. They didn't know you. Uh, they didn't get a chance to know you uh, on the main roster, and and so what was the difference for you personally? And and look, you you talked about some things and some feelings, and I don't want to get too weird, but how was it for you to to transition from NXT where? I don't know. Did you, did, what did you feel like at NXT? And then what, how do you feel it changed when you came to the main roster? NXT was kind of two tears for me. Cause I, I debuted on NXT TV very quickly. I think, um, I was, I, I was, I had the opportunity. I was very lucky. I'll, I'll say to have like a major push. I think one year after I had my, I, I laced my boots for the first time. Like, wow. Right think about, think about that. That's incredible. Yeah. And this ain't at, uh, uh, MC MGW or something. You know what I mean? This is, <laughs> a, this is a, a, the WWE. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I dark match. I, I know the coaches wanted to give me a shot. Like they knew I was still very green, but with all the, the energy and the personality, it was like, you know, I think, we'll figure out the rest of this, but like, let's, let's get them started. So I think I had a dark match at full sale and I was, uh, <laughs> I, I was doing my old move set, which was ridiculous. I first came in doing like this party rock LMFAO character, which obviously yeah. wasn't too far off brand. <laughs> I started doing Naomi's rear view and the whoopee cushion. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I did it because for two reasons. One, I thought it would like showcase like how high I could jump, like it would be athletically impressive to to my bosses. But two, I mainly did it because I thought it was funny. Like, yeah, I was like, dude, <laughs> my finishing moves are flying tea bags. Like, this yeah, is be hilarious. Like, dude, I'm gonna be over as the party guy. This is gonna be great. But then that was my curse because when I started doing the whole stay height thing they wanted me to keep doing them. They're like, dude, you are, you just jumped over big cast yesterday. who's seven feet tall. This is your move. You're not changing this. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to take this guy serious. Who's, you know, 
entire offensive arsenal revolved around his asshole, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Rakishi did pretty well for yeah, himself. Hey, the tr- truth be told, the thing, the thing you want to, the highlight of that to me is one year post, post you lacing your boots up. You're, the, the coaches and that you listed the coaches. And so these are guys that have been, you know, some Hall of Famers, some future Hall of Famers. They, they know what they're doing and they put you out there on TV already. He, here's, here's what you see in that. Like that, what you go out there as the first time ever is never kind of where you land. You know what I mean? Like it's, we, I still want to start this way, but then you end up, like I remember at the, the, the la, toward the end there, you had a punch in the corner that looked like it killed people. And I don't never took it, thank God, because I, <laughs> we probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. But but uh, it would just be me with no lower mandible, like I was uh, walking after you on the it's Walking Dead. Just me, I hate Mojo. But but uh, I just forgot what we were talking about. I just went just, I went down the Walking Dead rabbit trail, and uh, here we are. What were we talking about? Oh, I, I, you know, just. I don't know. It just it's amazing to me how quickly you 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 caught on and and look you do you do learn quicker when you get thrown into the fire. You know what I mean? And so you're going to pick up stuff and getting to work with different yes. people and you learn stuff every time. But that character is always going to evolve. You know what I mean? You start out mm-hmm. as this one thing and you end up as something maybe maybe close to it, but maybe totally different. You know, and and people forget. Uh, that Kane was, you know, Isaac Yankum. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, but, but so now, now you're uh, he's a Ryder, high bro now. Yeah, yeah right. Ryder came down and they put you all together not long after that, right? Yeah. So I, I was kind of going on my, my solo run there for a bit. And I was very grateful to have that push so soon. Uh, I think it was actually Hunter that uh, saw one of my dark matches and was like, let's, let's get this guy going. So I've always been so grateful for to him for that. Uh, but I, I ran that into kind of a, a shoulder injury that I had. I had my I needed to clean out my shoulder. Um, so we finished up the storyline I was in. I think I was with Bull Dempsey at the time and then went away at my, my shoulder injury. And I came back and Hunter actually saw a video that I did uh, with Rob Gronkowski, actually. We were in <laughs> Miami. And we were at some event and we cut a promo together, you know, just talking about being WWE's new tag team and how he was going to come to wrestling. And we we're wearing Zubas and full, you know, full gimmick. And we're just having <laughs> fun with it. And it got picked up everywhere. And that was the first time people were like, oh, Rob, I, you know, come, come to the WWE. And I think what happened was I think Hunter saw that and was like, oh, well, this, this was well-received. Let's do something like that here. And he's like, Rob's obviously not available. Who do we have that could, you know, kind of be this this other kind of party animal, hyped up, over-the-top, ridiculously over-the-top character? And he's like, oh, well, you know, Zack Ryder seems to be the guy that's perfect for that. So he put us together. And... Uh, <laughs> It was just kind of a funny thing because I remember when he told us about our t- this putting us together, he was like, um, yeah, you know, you're the hype and he's the bro. And, you know, I think this could go well together. We'll call you the hype bros or something. Um, not that name. That name sucks. We'll come up. 
Of course not that name. Of course, of course. not that. Anything but that. Well, well, yeah. I can't believe I just said that out loud. It's so horrible. All right. By now, guys, you know, I love talking about old wrestling. What you might not know is it's not my real passion. My real passion is helping people save money. My real passion is getting families out of apartments and into houses. My real passion is getting people's finances aligned so they can retire on time. I hated going to Walmart and seeing the greeter being 80 years old. She should not be working. She should be home. Why is she still working? Because she still has a mortgage. I want to help avoid that for you. The other thing I want to help you with, let's make sure your kids don't get saddled with student loans. If you've got a student loan, why did you get one? Maybe because your parents still had a mortgage. I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm being sincere. There's only so much money to go around. What I want to help you do is figure out where you are right now and where you want to be long-term. And I do it at SaveWithConrad.com. I've been doing mortgages for more than 20 years. And during all that time, we've helped tens of thousands of families change their life. I mean, routinely, we're helping our podcast listeners save five, six, seven, eight hundred bucks a month, but more importantly, get them out of debt faster and with cheaper monthly payments. But if you don't think it can happen for you, let me just tell you this. We are not the bank. We don't say no. We say not yet, but here's how. We're going to get you a game plan on how to improve your credit, how to save a little bit of cash and how to get into that dream house. Maybe you're already in the house, but it would be nice if someday we could put a pool in the back or one day we want to upgrade the hardwood floors or remodel the kitchen or get a badass master bathroom. I can help you do all of that with no money out of pocket right now at SaveWithConrad.com. You don't need perfect credit. You don't need money out of your pocket. And if we can't help you save some cash, we won't waste your time. Check it out. SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084. Equal housing lender. And hey, y'all, don't take my word for it. Check us out. We've got an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. And as if that's not enough, go look at our reviews. Read them and weep, haters. ConradReviews.com. You'll see more than a thousand five-star reviews. Our average review is 4.72 stars. Find out how much money you can save. Take control of your life in 2023 by taking control of your finances. We're going to show you how to keep more of your own money. If you've got credit card debt, what are you paying on that? 14%, 28%, you know you can do better. With the mortgage though, you may not know this, the interest you pay is tax deductible. And we can even show you how to skip your next two house payments. So if you could get a lower monthly payment, pay your debt off faster, get a greater tax deduction at the end of the year. And right now, right after the holidays, skip your next two payments. Buddy, this is the biggest no brainer in the history of the world. Find out how much money you can save right now for free at savewithconrad.com. Or hey man, shoot me an email directly. Conrad at savewithconrad.com. I was <laughs> And of course, that's what happened. Uh, that that one was a little bittersweet for me. I'm not going to lie because I was very grateful to have a multi-year veteran and Zach Ryder who had been through so much and worked so hard to, you know, really get a name out there for himself and whatnot. But also part of me was I really wanted to pursue being a, you know, a singles wrestler uh, where it was kind of all on me and like, you know, really just pursue all those challenges. Yeah. I wanted to get more out of that singles run before I needed that shoulder surgery and that, you know, just kind of clipped me short a little bit. But in the end, it was like, if, if Hunter has an idea for a tag team with a veteran guy, like this, this is a no brainer. Like 
yeah. run with this. So a hundred percent. Like I, I, that's the that to me that's the same mentality I have, and I, and, and in my mind also at that uh, stage in your career, had you said, Hey, look, I really want to want to be a singles guy. It might've been looked at wrong. You know what I mean? Like it would have been like, Oh, thanks for coming. Uh, (laughs) maybe, maybe Rob's still home, (laughs) (laughs) but, Uh, but look, that's the attitude you have, dude. And that's why they were, they were trying. And I think in, in, uh, I, I know this for a fact, they're thinking his, tutelage because look, I always love Zach too. And, and I want to get to, to you and his relationship here in just a second, but I always love Zach too. So in my mind, I thought, Oh, and Mojo's going to learn a ton just being in the ring with him. You know what I mean? And, and, and talking to him and, and j- just get a bunch of experience with him. So I think that was the thinking anyway, uh, behind that. Do you in him get along? Do you still talk? Do you, it seems like he's doing great now too, you know? He is the number one person on the planet that I love to hate. Like he is <laughs> my favorite person to bury, talk trash to. We haven't had our story, like our feud in a wrestling ring in years. I still tweet and post him and he does the same as if we're, we're still in it. You know? <laughs> oh, maybe, so maybe. Because he yeah, has, maybe. has his own storylines going, <laughs> going on right now. Me not so much, so I can go all in on him. But uh, oh, I love it. So, so, but maybe there. Look, you, you, you done taking bumps? I, I'm not done taking bumps. Okay. There we go. Okay, that's all I wanted to hear. Uh, and because look, there's always that big, that big uh, match out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mojo's last match. We can do. Uh, we'll get we with Conrad. We'll do the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, Steve K's involved. He'll make something go yeah, down. We'll, we'll get you get at you a W nine, and we'll. Uh... <laughs> no, but uh, so so we got there. We got there. Let me, let me ask you this. Yeah, go let, ahead. Let me ask you this, Mojo, because you kind of you kind of brought it up. And a shout out, I believe it was Sean Ross Sapp at Fightful. I'll give a, uh, a shout out to him. He does a great job. And he interviewed Zach. And Zach, almost in the same, not verbatim, but was saying, hey, we did so well together. We had a great run. I had fun. And the whole time he kept going, I'd really like it to be over to do a singles run. And I think that's amazing. You kind of hinted at the same thing. But both of you going, I want my singles push. But this is what we got, and we're going to do this at 100 when we're doing it. And I think that speaks volumes to both of you guys of going, if this is what we're made to do, we're going to do it at full blast and see what happens. And I'll put him over for a second. I mean, it was it was easy for me. I was in NXT already, so it's not like I was doing anything other than what I was already going to be doing anyways. Zach was still doing main roster loops and on his off day <laughs> he was coming back to do these nxt shows for me so he didn't really have any off days during that entire stretch so like i was always grateful you know and appreciative of him for for that side of it and that's kind of how i always was i never had any off days i trained as hard as i possibly could i always wanted to be doing as many things as i possibly could and for him to to be doing that and being in a tag with me, like I was like, this is exactly what you want out of a teammate. So I, I yeah. always applaud him for that because that wasn't easy for him. I know. 
Yeah. And look, and I was a huge fan of Zach. Like, and it always comes back to me. I know, uh, but <laughs> but uh, but look, when I was when I was writing the show, he was the Intercontinental Champion because I, I the people loved Zach. Man, he came out and they all woo wooed, and that was the that was the deal, man. And so again, I, I like the the combination of you two uh, together, and I and I really thought you were going to have a, a good you know singles run post that. Um, things didn't obviously go that way, but look, what what do you? What are you doing now? What are you, are you still doing any matches? Are you still, and I see you everywhere and I see you're all over the place and I see you and, uh, and, uh, AKA Nia Jax always got, got action figures They'll being dance. done. And dance, all, yeah. Y'all will dance for real on the tick to the talk y'all. And so, <laughs> so y'all are all over the place. What, what's going on? Yeah. Well, they, my situation just changed all at once. Um, Right in the middle of in the height of the pandemic, I ended up getting COVID really bad. And oh man, it it knocked me on my ass worse than most people I, I knew. And I don't know why that was. I've studied a lot of theories about it and talked to experts all over the country. They said maybe it's because I was too in shape, you know, like something about like when you train too hard cardio, maybe there's like little micro cracks or tears in your lungs from, from all that uh, wear and tear that allows the COVID to attach to, or because you're in really good cardio shape, it allows you to breathe the COVID in deeper in, in one way of saying it. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. Don't, and normally it was people with comorbidities, right. That, that kind of get kicked in the, in the niz. Yeah. It was uh, dudes that look like me. Yeah. And me <laughs> like it, not you. There's usually it's me and Casio or, or uh, on ventilators. Like, like you in and, hospital bad. Yeah. I had to go to the oh. hospital. I could, I couldn't breathe for weeks. Uh, oh my Lord. I couldn't wear a t-shirt. I couldn't lean against a chair. I couldn't lay on my back in a bed. Any little bit of extra added pressure on my lungs I, I I was suffocating. So like, it was, it was awful. Jeez. Like there were days where I couldn't speak the entire day. Cause I couldn't get enough air. In Holy to get out and uh, man, it was, it was scary. Cause when it's like that, it well, be, but when you can't breathe, it's, it's panicky anyway. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It's anxiety riddled. Like, like you can't, like when you, if you've had a, a lung collapse or something like that, where you all of a sudden that air ain't there, you know what I mean? And it, and it makes me, I get panicky thinking about it. Yeah, man. It was scary, dude. It was like, you didn't want to fall asleep because you know, air's not getting in. You yeah. finally fall asleep because you're exhausted. You might not wake up. That's terrifying. So, so what did, what did, uh, what finally ended up happening there? That one took a long time to kind of get through. Um, we're about two and a half years now from that point. Wow. I mean, I think after one year, I, I felt like I was starting to be me again, but I'd have like bad days, bad weeks. Um, after like two years, I was like, okay, I think I'm good now. You know, like if I have like a bad day or a bad moment, it's so infrequent and I'm really pushing it in the gym that I, I don't think this is an issue anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, you know, I got to the point where now like I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm staying in shape. I'm in probably some of the best shape I've ever been in. And I, I feel great. Um, but while I was out, you know, I started doing some other things, you know, WWE and I parted ways almost a year a little less than a year after this whole thing went down um and that situation was uh i was actually kind of grateful for it because i wasn't really doing myself 
professionally and personally any favors by just sitting on a roster unable to do anything. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with the pandemic, we, there was less spots than before on that roster to to go around. So I was happy to give one back to a buddy. Um, but it, I, I just thought, you know, it's kind of like that thing with football. I didn't want to be that guy that was holding on to something that might not might not be there. And I yeah. also looked at this as an opportunity, as a chance to to reinvent myself. This was going to be more of a challenge than ever because I, I actually had to you here it is on this side. <laughs> you trained <laughs> for the first time ever. <laughs> to work. Uh, so you signed with Merrill Lynch, of course. Yeah. <laughs> You're on your third Merrill contract Lynch. with them. And I said, no, again, I'm not coming. <laughs> and at this point, Merrill's just like, you know what? Screw you, Sheik. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Sheik. With you, man. Get the hell out of here. Surprisingly, it was the same guy throughout all these years, too. <laughs> but, uh, well, he's been on top for a yeah. while. He's yeah, over you, it, man. you owe him. Yeah, I know. I, I put him over in a match anytime. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, actually, I did my first interview uh, after WWE with, with TMZ, and then that turned out to be a cool thing because they used to have me on their show like every – six months or so for a check-in or something. And I, I guess it was because they had their eye on me for a while. And the second I became available, they, you know, offered me the job to be the new host of the sports show. So that's that, awesome. That, that was really cool. That, that opened up a lot of doors. Cause now, you know, I'm on the TMZ platform every week, dressed exactly like I am now. Having a, <laughs> A great time, and I'm I'm the color guy, which is great. Bad yeah. Doc, my co-host, he has to actually prepare. He has to he has to actually prepare, and you <laughs> don't even have to look at the notes. Don't have to read the thing. I, he has to. He talks about the topics before I commentate on them. So like, we have like video assets and pictures. So like, if I didn't know what happened, I can learn for the first time on the show. And actually, yeah, while we're doing it, exactly. <laughs> And that was actually one of the things I'll talk about this more in a bit, but like WWE prepares you for literally anything afterwards. So like to be live on TMZ talking about anything that they have to talk about, it's like, well, I've been given a long script 12 seconds before I went out live on TV <laughs> to memorize, you know, memorize yeah. it perfectly in front of a live hostile crowd. I think I can handle this. No problem. So. Well, and that's what, you know, that's what people, I've always heard that producers and real, real television people, I guess, and movie people too, always love to work with the wrestlers because the wrestlers, you do it live uh, 52 weeks a year. And, and these, uh, these actors don't do it that, like that. So, so that people always put us over, just like you just said, we're, we're ready for anything. Oh, we're going live. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's, let's roll. Uh, and I know you're, I know you're great at that, I, I had great a, at that too. The improv, man, it's so fun. But I, I had a scene in the movie, um, the GI Joe movie, Snake Eyes. And that was Snake Eyes. The, <laughs> the stunt coordinator handed me a cell phone with, with the scene on it, um, it's, it was like about a two-minute sequence or so, maybe three minutes of, of like this fight scene. I watched it one time, and I was like, "Let's run it! I got it!" <laughs> and I was actually out there when we were filming the movie, calling the spots for the actors I was working with because WWE trained me how to. And it was yeah. man, it, it had me ready. It was it was fantastic. I picked it up 
so quick. I mean, they were very impressed by it. And it was just like, this is what you get if you work with a pro wrestler. Like, this is, this is what we <laughs> I do. Thought, I thought that was a picture of you and a young Cody Rhodes there. For a <laughs> hey, so, so was this, you were at NXT during the making of that movie? No, this was uh, the end of 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I think I flew straight there to a Raw in Boston right afterwards. <laughs> so I filmed it between shows. How about that? The, yeah, how about that? And think about people like you know that that have the John Cena and stuff make the movies and come back and they're and they're they're never home. You're always just flying. It's like I look, I wanted to be a wrestler. I didn't plan on all this superstar stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but but look, even talking about your old the old football stuff, it reminds me so much of Memphis wrestling. You know what I mean? Like you you made three hundred bucks a week, and and you lived where you could live, and you ate what you could eat, and and uh, or eat uh, what would normal people say. Um, but but it's it's earning your keep. You know what I mean? And it's it's paying your dues in one way, shape, or form. And uh, and even if. You know, even if you're great at something, you start off, you got to start off somewhere. So it's so awesome to hear that you, and you were able to pivot like from football to wrestling and now from wrestling to, it seems like from what I gather from watching you and following you is like, you're a bit of an entrepreneur now. Um, <laughs> and, and I, I saw you like that with the, what's the deal with the, the action figures? Like, weren't y'all having some mini cans? Yeah. 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 Mini- yeah. yeah. I got talk one about- on my shoulder back there. Do you really? Oh, yeah. The one of the flare ones, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, what's that? Talk to me about that. Yeah, so um, that was actually the... the I started this right after WWE, too, but started a talent management company for, for pro wrestlers, you know, just seeing how many guys after WWE need some assistance, need some representation, someone to, you know, help them capitalize on their, their gimmicks and their personas or help them read contracts and, and whatnot and having kind of the the business background and all of that in my back pocket all these years and actually being a talent looking for these things already in the first place for myself, the company kind of created itself. So I I reached out to uh, one of my best friends who used to be the talent booker over at the the Hard Rock and he just booked, you know, in Vegas, actually, he he would just book all these A-list celebrities on on the regulars. Like, well, you're familiar with kind of the brand side of how this thing goes down. And I'm definitely familiar with the talent side about this. We can kind of fill in each other's blanks here and start a company and really. Is that what you kids are calling it? Filling in each other's blanks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The second I said it, I was like. That's my bad. Look, I couldn't help it. I'm sorry, dog. (laughs) Hey, that's Stephen K. Yeah, yes, we're talking about. Hey, show me that thing again. That's man, yeah. that's cool as crap. A little Casio there on the uh, flare robe there. Is that your, is that your head? Yeah, so, can't you tell? Uh, I was thinking flare looks horrible. <laughs> but that it wasn't him. Um, <laughs> uh, but well, yeah, look, that man. that one was cool because we just set up. Um, we worked. We did a deal with that company, and we set up um, three like scanners at the the signings because we were always I, I, part of the mission of the company was to you know a, allow wrestlers maybe new opportunities that they hadn't thought of the the primary mission being to allow all of our talent to wrestle only if they want to and not because they have to if they're you know beat up and need a break and need a surgery or whatever now they can 
make money by other means and, yeah. you know, have the time off or for whatever they're trying to do at that time. But yeah, that, we, we brought that to the convention, the flares last match. And, you know, it was a thing where you could just step into a scanner and get like an action figure printed of, of you or you and one of the wrestlers that we had a, attached to it. It was me, the former Nia Jax, Lita, and um, who was the fourth? Somebody, Mike? yeah, somebody else was there. Uh, I am, and, and well, obviously, and Rick, Rick, you know, yeah, Rick was the yeah. other one. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a cool thing. But we we've been able to do a whole bunch of deals with that company, and it's just worked out so quickly. You know, a lot of the brands when we're when we're pitching our talent, they maybe don't watch wrestling currently, but used to, but once you kind of fill them in on what pro pro, uh, pro wrestlers have to offer from a business perspective, man, they are absolutely thrilled to work, work with our guys, man. It's uh, give them something that no one else can working with NFL athletes, NBA actors, whatever it may be. Yeah. Well, that's super cool, man. And like, that's what I said, like you're, you had a lot. You had a lot to fall back on. You know what I mean. Uh, th- those those two degrees over there, uh, and also more importantly, the twenty four seven title. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Come on. Yeah. But but I remember seeing that thing at the at the uh, at the signing at the at the Ric Flair thing. Uh, y'all, you could just walk in there and they and it scans you and makes <laughs> makes a gimmick. I remember when I was real young at. Bush Gardens in Tampa, you could put a dollar in and push a button and it would make you like a wax elephant or a wax tiger and then you'd yeah. get the thing. And if it got hot enough, your tiger would melt in the back of your car and your mom would beat the crap <laughs> yeah. out of you. Uh, but that's what it reminded me of. I thought, holy crap, I would love to have an action figure of myself. And then I thought like, oh, they, I have one. Um, but but like I didn't have one. I didn't have one like that thing you just had, like a little cool figurine. I think that's yeah. awesome. Man, I, I, here's what I appreciate. My, uh, at StarCast, uh, that, at Ric Flair's last match, I remember sitting over there at a table and somebody, I, one of the workers just goes, man, who the hell keeps yelling over there? They're talking at a volume that is uncontrollably loud. And we look back and it's you. And But you're not mad. You're just talking to fans. And I thought, man... But they're never going to forget this, though. I mean, that's what that is all about. You can go up yeah. to somebody's table, get an 8 by 10 signed, and walk on. But you were interacting with everybody there. I mean, almost like a yard barker. You were telling everybody, hey, hey, come over and talk to me. Yeah, uh, step right up. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I think that's just a cool thing that speaks to you as well as a person. Like Road Dogs mentioned numerous times. I mean, whatever it is, if we're talking to fans and we're sitting here, we're doing that at 100 and then you're going to get Mojo. You're going to get me. You're going to get yourself. Well, that's the thing is that's he's Mojo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a, I know it's a persona, but it's a him. It's it's an extension of him, man. And that's look. I, I what would you have done? And we're going to close up here just just a second. But but Mojo, what what would you have liked to have happened in? Well, where we're at now, and look, this might be a hard hitting question. It might not be, but but but. Do you wish you'd have stayed and tried football? Do you ever no. look back and think like, oh, I have Hell regrets? No. Okay. Zero doubt in my mind whatsoever. I'm already one of those people that believes like everything happens for a reason. Amen. So if I could have gone back to football and, and broken my neck the next day, if I didn't get COVID, I, <laughs> I could have botched the move and killed myself in the ring. You know, like yeah. these things can happen, you know? Yeah. So it's, I, I believe everything happens for a reason, but you know, I, 
I didn't know it then, but I feel like football was just my way into something better for me, something more for me. And that was, that was wrestling. Um, yeah. There's a reason why now, since I've been out of WWE, I chose to stay in the wrestling world and not go back to the football world in a business capacity or, you know, what, whatever else that might be. Yeah. Uh, th this was definitely the place for me. I'm, I'm glad I had the, the balls to make that decision because going back to football, you know, the, the contract that I, I would have signed would have been substantially bigger than the FCW contract at the time, of course, but nobody goes to FCW at the time. No one goes to NXT now hoping to stay where they are. Like it's for that shot at the big time to, yeah. to go up and have a mania moment or, or something like that, wherever you're, you know, be in your first rumble or whatever you really wanted as a kid. Um, and dude, I wouldn't trade any of this for <laughs> anything in the world, man. I'm, I'm so glad it had, you know, it went as it did. I mean, obviously I feel like, uh, there's still way more I would have liked to accomplish. There's definitely unfinished business. I feel like, um, you know, I've never really gave the chance for the fans to see who I am and what I have to offer um, and really just get a, get a sense of what I could do. Um, but at the end of the day, it's hard to argue with, you know, almost a 10 year run in, in the WWE <laughs> a moment and a really good career. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure the guys on Mount Rushmore wish they could have done one or two, things, <laughs> two more things. So, um, yeah. Amen, man. Even even your attitude and, and all of that is so per picture perfect, man. And I, I hope that's what, if anybody, uh, especially young people are listening, young aspiring athletes, heck, at this point, anything, scholars, uh, <laughs> you know, you've done, you've done it all and you've been to the mountaintop at every stop. And so I, I hope people, if they get anything from you they're inspired by your by your character and by and motivated by your drive and your and just your grind man K kudos to you for all your success you smell terrific and uh <laughs> i don't know about that one just, <laughs> just, you awful. just smell like a beef mexi melt right now <laughs> that would be an upgrade <laughs> dog you love this timeline you, you, we talked about a year before he starts to his first match, which is just incredible to even think about. Yeah. We're talking three years or less. He's on the main roster at SmackDown. <laughs> and we're talking a year after that. My man's on WrestleMania 33 winning the Battle Royal, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I mean, you could, I mean, just look at this. This is, you talk about an incredible timeline. That I loved his gear. Incredible. I loved his gear was turtle, turtle inspired. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rocking that Maryland flag, baby. My favorite. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let me I ask you this. It. Since we got it for NFL, was there a moment where you looked up at the lights at any point in wrestling and went, Oh my God, this is awesome. And then quickly got brought back into welcome to wrestling. Welcome to the WWE. No. And I'll tell you why, because that ramp was so long coming out of the sky <laughs> at Orlando. I had all the time I needed to there we go. on that ramp. And then the second, the bell rug, man, I was, I was locked in, brother. Oh, I, I man. Thank goodness for that ramp. If it was short, I probably would have had. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for long ramps. We've all said Amen. that before, my friend. Well, long something. Uh, <laughs> Cassio, I'm going to let you take us out of man, here. Man, Mojo, thank you, brother. We appreciate you taking time out, man. This has been an absolute blast. We didn't even get to cover everything because 
Everything has been so awesome. I mean, yeah, that's so your cool, life, man. dude. We're jealous. Yeah. We're jealous. I, I, I'm totes jelly. I'm grateful you guys had me on. Um, I, I, I had the second I heard you guys were starting this thing. I was like, man, this is going to be awesome. I uh, didn't think I'd actually be cool enough to get an invite on here. And, and here we are. So that's awesome. But it's also cool to be a guest on, uh, on your podcast. Cause you know, road dog, you were, you were my coach, my mentor. You looked out for me, you know, as you know, it, it can get, you can get some difficult days in, in that place. And, you know, Amen. if you have someone like you kind of picking you up and making jokes and believing in you and inspiring yeah. you and motivating you, like it makes all the difference in the world. So to be able to come here on your, uh, your podcast, man, this is a, this is a true honor. If anything, just to say thank you for everything that you did for me in my career, because I, I can say, honestly, without you, this thing could have, could have derailed on a completely different way and just have always been grateful for your leadership. Oh man. Thank, thank you so much for saying that you're going to make me cry. Um, but, but it's a good cry. So I don't mind. Um, <laughs> I ain't too proud. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today, dude. And, and like he said, we didn't cover everything. We'll get back, uh, to do part two and we'll see where you're at there. And, uh, that, we're going to get back to you on the millionaire question, too. That's right. Uh, <laughs> that's our cliffhanger. That for was the our day. teaser. We didn't even know. We don't even know. Oh, you saw that chain. You saw- <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got the pit viper money. He's oh, got yeah. the, the Paragon money. He's rocking and rolling, my man. All right. We're, we're keeping busy. <laughs> Amen. Uh, go Amen. follow him on all the socials. Uh, tell him how to find you on social media. They probably already know, but just in case. Mojo Mutati on Twitter, but stay hyped on Instagram, baby. I had to keep on brand. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's you don't have Road to Dog, get hyped. I'm at the Casio Kid. Hope you enjoyed this one. And if you didn't, Mojo's <laughs> got two words for you. Stay hyped. Oh, suck it. I, I, was, I usually say suck it. Suck my hype. <laughs> suck my hype. <laughs> Hashtag suck my hype. <laughs>